The news about that new Schedule F executive order will not stop. The National Treasury Employees Union is suing the Trump administration over the order now. And three prominent House Democrats have introduced new legislation to try to block it. This all comes a day after the chairman of an influential, if little-known, advisory council resigned in protest over the Schedule F executive order. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me now to explain what's going on. Nicola, let's start with a lawsuit from NTEU. What's their argument here? So I think NTEU has an interesting approach here, which is they're not necessarily disputing that the president has the authority to accept certain career federal positions uh, from the competitive service and into the accepted service, thereby you know, eliminating their civil service protections. The argument that they're making is that the administration didn't do the work to justify why this move and why this executive order is necessary. And, you know, in acknowledging that, yes, the president might have the authority to do this, they point to some, you know, Title V statute basically saying that, yes, the president can move some positions out of the competitive service and to the accepted service, but says it should be necessary and warrant good administration. And so the union is basically arguing that the administration has not explained why it is necessary, hasn't provided data. The other piece to the NTEU argument, and I was kind of interested in this as well, is that they say that it'll cause the union harm because of the amount of work that the union will have to do to try to block the executive order. And NTEU goes on to explain that, uh, you know, look, deciding and figuring out how many of our members are going to be impacted by this is going to take a lot of time and resources. We're talking to members of Congress about this. And that, again, takes time and resources. And so this is causing us uh, undue harm, they say. And, you know, I should mention, Tom, NTEU filed this lawsuit uh, Monday night in the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia. Uh, The president and Michael Regas, the acting director of the Office of Personal Management, are the named defendants in this case. That it would give more work to the unions. I guess it's hard to imagine a judge buying that, but maybe they know something we don't know. They might. They Maybe they're hoping that, you know, the uh, federal district judge who ruled favorably in the uh, 2018 executive order cases is still around and is able to rule on this one. I'm not sure. Um, but, I, you know, I was particularly interested in the fact that NTEU didn't necessarily try to say that the president didn't have the authority to make this move. I have heard from others who have questioned whether or not the president does have this authority. And so I thought it was interesting that NTEU didn't really try to go there. And no word on AFGE or any of the other big unions at this point? Haven't heard anything from them. Um, You know, we know that often uh, in the past, unions have, these unions have acted together on uh, challenges to past Trump executive orders. So we'll see. All right. And uh, the new legislation introduced by House Democrats, who's introducing it and what would it do? So this comes from uh, House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer, as well as the chair of the House Oversight and Reform Committee, Carolyn Maloney, and then Congressman Jerry Connolly. And this legislation, I think, is pretty interesting because what it does is it tries to, it says flat out in the beginning, we're nullifying this executive order. Uh, You cannot move positions from the competitive service to the accepted service. If you do, we will have a process and the legislation describes that process to 
try to protect those employees and those positions that may have moved. So for example, if the administration manages to implement this executive order, what this legislation would do is it would, once it's passed, of course, it would allow those employees who have been impacted by the executive order and who may have left their jobs because of it, they could be reinstated and they could receive back pay for that period of time in which they may have gone without their job. So this is, I guess, another interesting approach, I think, to this executive order. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, but it doesn't fundamentally try to change what is in Title V regarding accepted service or the definitions of who's advocating and on behalf of policy or writing policy, all of those things cited in the order. No, it doesn't, Tom. It only says uh, that, you know, the executive order is nullified. It sets about a process to, you know, essentially block implementation of it or to then protect those who may be impacted by it. Uh, It goes on, and this is kind of a classic move from Congress to uh, prohibit agencies from spending any money on implementing the executive order. So that's another roadblock that they're trying to add uh, with this legislation. Yeah, it sounds like a law like that impinging on presidential prerogatives could be challenged on constitutional grounds, unlike changing Title V. Changes to Title V, and I think any good government organization that you and I have talked to in the past couple of years would tell you that those changes are really hard to come by, and Congress isn't necessarily interested in making them right now. Um, I think there's some disagreement over whether or not the president does have this authority to move positions out of the accepted service and are out of the competitive service and into the accepted service. I think there are some in Congress who say he doesn't. And as we previously talked about, NTEU didn't really even try to go there. They just tried to say that the executive order didn't really provide a good justification for making these moves. And let's move on to the resignation of Ron Sanders. Tell us who he is. We know who he is, where he was resigning from and what the repercussions there are. Yeah, so Sanders led the Federal Salary Council for almost three years now, and he's a former Chico of the intelligence community, has had many positions in government as a career federal executive. He's a member of the SES as well. He now runs the University of Florida Cybersecurity Center and has been there for several years. And, you know, he issued, I think, a very public resignation letter explaining why he could, in, he felt in, in good conscience, could no longer work for the administration because of the Schedule F executive order. He described it as a loyalty litmus test to the president that career federal employees would be put into that position. And, you know, in talking to him, Tom, a little bit more about his decision, he described times where he maybe spoke up or talked about, you know, gave advice. Um, about something that maybe the political appointees in charge didn't quite agree with. And he said that those kinds of discussions and that kind of pushback is necessary. And he says that this executive order in his mind really prevents that kind of conversation and dialogue from happening. He also, I think, interestingly points out that he's a lifelong Republican. And, you know, but as a federal employee, he's served three Republican administrations and three Democratic administrations And political parties don't really come into play there. Um, You know, he goes on to say that feds take an oath to the Constitution, not to the president or a particular administration. And if the president isn't happy with the laws, then he should work with Congress to change them. Yes. And that's interesting. Part of the executive order is that it doesn't really cite any examples of 
poor performance of the soon-to-be-accepted employees. It just says there have been reports of it. In many ways, it's like the executive order on diversity and inclusion training. It cites some nefarious situations, but no specifics. Yeah. And, you know, the Trump administration has often cited uh, federal employee viewpoint survey data, for example, GAO studies, uh, studies and research from the Merit Systems Protection Board about frustrations that employees have had with the removal and disciplinary process. And they didn't really go into much detail on those. They're just mentioned, I think, offhand. And so to go back to, I think, the case that that NTEU is trying to make here, that's part of the problem with this executive order, at least in their mind. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, this one is going to keep going for a while, isn't it? It sure is. Check out all of her coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.